0: Welcome to episode 123 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlug. On today's episode, we're talking maintenance. Why, when, how, what are the benefits of it? I think specifically at this time of year as we're heading into the busy holiday season it can be a great time for you to consider taking a maintenance break if you've been in a deficit for a while so give it a listen and consider whether this is a good fit for you right now now I want to apologize in advance I always just had a case of the yawns I could not stop yawning this was actually my second time trying to record the episode because I had some uh, microphone issues and I just wanted to be able to get this out into the world so I did go ahead I'm going to publish shit. I apologize for all the yawning. It is a very interesting subject, I promise. All right, let's go. Hello, hello. Today, we are going to be talking about a subject that I've been discussing with quite a few people as we head into the holiday season, and that topic is weight maintenance and taking a dedicated maintenance break. Now, why would I be talking about that so much now as we head into the holidays? Well, there are several reasons why you might want to switch to maintenance, and one of them is that your life circumstances are such that it's just a better fit for you to be successful than is being in a deficit. And holidays are one time that that could be the case, other times that that's the case um, when you have a vacation, when you have a lot of big uh, social events, if you have um, something going on at work where the stress is high and the time commitment is higher than usual, these are all times that your life circumstances are saying, hey, maybe it's a better fit for maintenance. doesn't say you have to be in maintenance, but it is a possible good fit. And so as we head into the holidays, something for you to consider. And I want you to remember, Now, when I say this, I don't want you to be like, that's just a hokey little phrase. Maintenance is progress. And that is reality. It is real progress for many people to maintain their weight because they've not been able to do that. They yo-yo back and forth between losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, never really experiencing this middle point, which is Where we should be spending the majority of our time, which is at weight maintenance, particularly at the holidays. So many people have never maintained their weight during the holidays. They head into the holiday season and by the end of it, they are up several pounds. What would it be like if you made it to January 1st, maintaining the weight that you have lost? Be pretty cool, right? So consider going into a maintenance phase. And I'm gonna talk in just a few minutes about how to make that switch. But first, let's talk about two other times where you might want to make the switch to maintenance. And the next one is it's time because you need a break. This could be a mental break you need or a physical break you need. Some signs that would indicate to you that a break is a good idea. Physically, if you're experiencing an increase in cravings, hunger, and decrease in your energy, and these things don't seem to be attributed to either under-recovering or slashing your calories too low or increasing your um, training to some unsustainable level. If If all of those ducks are in order, in a row, ducks are in a row, that's the phrase, um, consider that a maintenance break could be a good next step for you. Another sign you might need a break, and to be at, man, when I say a break, I mean from being in a deficit, is that you're not able to adhere anymore to that at least 80% consistency when before you could. So if you had had really good consistency to a maintainable plan, and now you're struggling to hit that consistency, that could be a good sign that it's time for you to take a maintenance break. And then the third time that a maintenance break could be appropriate is actually the one that everybody thinks of. And that is when you've reached your goal. So you've reached whatever weight or size or look that you're going for. That can obviously be a good time to go to maintenance. Now I wanna make this point really clear. You do not need to earn your maintenance break by reaching a certain weight or size. Okay, That's really important. You don't have to lose X number of pounds or get into X number of clothing or fit this pair of pants in order to earn your maintenance break. In fact, this is a bad approach, and you will likely be much more successful taking maintenance breaks when you need them, as in your life circumstances are saying it's a better fit or you're really showing that you need a break, and then coming back to that deficit at another time. Most people don't reach their ultimate goal size, weight, look with just one deficit phase. And so we want to be really um, deliberate with our maintenance breaks versus that yo-yo, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. So, okay, let's say you've decided, all right, it's time, it's time. I'm going to do a maintenance break. Here I go. How do you even do it? I'm going to talk you through two approaches. They both work incredibly well. There are certain times that one feels a little bit um, better suited than the other. So I'm going to talk you through both of them, and then I'll talk about when you might choose one versus the other. Excuse me, I'm yawning here. Oh, not great when you're podcasting. Okay. Approach one to moving to maintenance is the slow and steady approach. What does this look like? It looks like increasing your calories by about 100 calories three to five times over the course of a week. So let's say for example, you're eating 1600 calories, those are deficit calories for you. Now likely you're working with a range, right? Like you're doing 16 to 17 or 1650 to 1750 or whatever it is. We're just gonna talk in terms of one number right now to keep this simple. If you're using a range, go to the middle of the range. So if you're doing 16 to 1700, start with 1750 and increase from there, okay? So let's say your your number that you're eating right now is 1600. We're going to have you increase by 100 calories three to five times over the course of the week. So that means you'll be eating at 1700 calories for three, four, or five days, and staying at 1600 for those other days. So the other two to four days will stay at your current 1600. After about one to two weeks, add in another 100 add in 100 calories the other three to four days per week okay or 3 to 5 two to two to 4 days per week add in so that every single day you are now eating 100 calories over what your deficit calories were and you're just going to repeat that process until maintenance is reached so then the next week you'd up that 1700 to 1800 for 3 to 5 days go again and then go so all of your calories are at 1800 and you just keep going in this slow steady way until you reach maintenance now Pay close attention to your waist measurement and to the scale throughout this process. Your waist measurement should stay the same. It could possibly decrease even because remember, even as you're approaching your maintenance calories, you are still in a deficit. You'll be in less of a deficit, but until you get to maintenance, you are still in a deficit. And even at maintenance, body recomposition can happen whereby you lose fat while gaining muscle so that waist measurement should be staying the same. The scale will potentially continue to decrease. As you, again, you're likely still going to be in a deficit for the first part. The scale may also slightly increase. As you're eating more food, you're having more carbs, you might notice the scale is slightly increasing. Over time, the trend line should flatten. If the trend line of your weight continues to go up, That means you're actually heading into a surplus. Wow, this is not great. I didn't even know I was tired. So use an app. I like Weight Gurus. Track your weight daily and look for the trend line. In a deficit, we expect that line to go. Remember the trend line, not every way in. We expect the trend line to be on a downward slant from left to right. As you get to maintenance, you'll notice that line flattening out, so it's like the horizon the individual um, weigh-ins will be slightly over that line, slightly under that line, but the general trend will be slight straight across. Remember, maintenance is a range. It is not a single digit, just like a deficit is not a single number. So that's the slow and steady approach to maintenance, and it works very, very well. On the other hand, we could do the big jump method, which also works really, really well. In this method, We do exactly what it says. We take a big jump in our calories. So if again, if you're at 1,600, we have you increase your calories by 250 to 500 every single day, not just a couple of days a week, not this slow and steady approach. You go from 16, you could go up to 1,850 to 2,100, and that is going to help you approach maintenance. Again, we want you to pay close attention to your waist measurement and to the scale. Same thing. Waste measurement should be staying the same, possibly decreasing. Scale will potentially continue to decrease. More likely, you will see an initial spike in the scale as you increase your calories. And then over time, that trend line will flatten. Maintenance is still going to be a range. So why might you choose one of these versus the other? Well, if you're going to take a short maintenance break, like say you're taking a break for um, the Christmas holidays, you're going on a vacation, you know, you've got three weeks at work that it's just going to be a particularly busy season. We're talking short periods of time. You're definitely going to want to use that big jump method simply because you don't have the time to slowly titrate those calories up. So the rule I like of thumb that I like to follow, if it's anywhere lower than eight weeks, so one to eight weeks that you're taking a break, go ahead and use that big jump method. If it's gonna be longer than that, so you're moving to maintenance permanently, or you're gonna be doing it for at least eight weeks, you could use either of those two methods. You could use the, the big jump method, you could use the slow and steady approach. If you are hesitant about this change, if you think that you're going to be bothered by a big jump in the scale, go with the slow and steady method. A lot of people choose that method for that reason. That they you know they're nervous. They're nervous about what's going to happen to their weight. I do want to help you remember that there is a there is a section between between surplus and deficit. People get it in their mind that they're either losing weight or gaining weight because that's what they've experienced. There is this space between losing weight and gaining weight. And that space is maintenance. I know just hearing me say it might not help that much. So you have to just practice easing into that can help with that practice. A coach can also really help. People don't realize it's not just about the knowledge. I'm giving you the knowledge here. This is what you need to know to move into maintenance. But the actual um, implementation of it can be a little bit dicey for people. It can be kind of emotional and they might... um, they might panic and not want to stay in maintenance because they see this spike in the scale. And so having a coach help you through this to actually implement it can be hugely beneficial. So that idea of panicking and switching back to a deficit is one of the pitfalls that I want you to avoid. There are five that I want to talk about. Commit to a certain amount of time at maintenance. So whether that's, I'm going to be in maintenance till January one. Or I'm going to do a maintenance break for 12 weeks. This is especially important if you're doing a dedicated maintenance phase for a longer period of time, just simply to see what it's like to be in maintenance or because you need a break, commit to a certain period of time. I'm going into a maintenance phase for eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks. I really like 10 to 12 weeks. And commit to not going back just because you're panicking that you're feeling a little fluffy and soft. It's, I'm sorry about all of this yawning. I don't even know how to make. I've considered stopping the podcast because <laughs> I can't stop yawning, but I'm going to go with it. If it sounds too bad, I guess I'll, I guess I'll delete and try again when I'm apparently not this tired. Okay, so that's pitfall number one I want you to work on avoiding. The second pitfall I want you to work on avoiding is maintaining a deficit mindset in maintenance. You will not get all of the benefits of being in maintenance if you're trying to trick yourself kind of secretly that you're not really in maintenance. Like you're saying you're in maintenance, but you're still doing things to try and make that scale go down. This happens a lot. So you're, you know, you're, you're tracking that you're having extra cheese and avocado on your salad, but you're not actually having them because you're secretly wanting that scale to go down. This is not the power play you might think it is. You're not actually helping yourself. You're not taking that break. You're not getting that mental or physical break that maintenance can afford you if you're not really following the maintenance plan. So be aware of that and push back against it. The next pitfall to avoid is transferring to a non-tracking method from a tracking method at the same time as you move to maintenance. If you are currently tracking calories, The time to move to a non-calorie tracking method is not the exact same moment that you move to a maintenance break. It's too many different factors. Excuse me again. So what I would suggest you do, you can do both of those do them sequentially. Pick one and do one of them. So either move to maintenance and continue tracking calories. Once you get to maintenance and are very comfortable with what the amount of food is and what that feels like and what your plate looks like at maintenance, then you can transfer to a non-calorie tracking method or vice versa. First, transfer to a non-calorie tracking method, keeping your calories roughly the same so you're still in a deficit, and then once you're really comfortable with, let's say you're doing the three-plate method, you're really comfortable with what your plate setup looks like and what your snack setup looks like and your drink setup looks like, to be in that deficit with your non-tracking method, then increase up to maintenance uh, once you're settled there. Doing both of them at a time is a bit of a recipe for disaster. And then the last two, and I'm going to say these together because they're really interconnected, and that is being really free and loose with your calories and abandoning your healthy hard-earned habits. Both of these can kind of go hand in hand. So being free and loose with your calories. Remember, maintenance does not mean you have some crazy amount of calories. You can't just eat willy-nilly everything you want. That's how people gain their weight back. You still need to um, be moderate with your portion sizes. You have more room for many more things in your life but it's not that many more things you know you're not eating three bowls of ice cream and all the avocado you want in a day necessarily and being at maintenance so still work on what does maintenance calories look like for me paying attention especially tracking for a while to really get a feel for that before you um, wean yourself off of tracking which is the ultimate goal second part of it is abandoning your healthy, hard-earned habits. Things like I eat vegetables at every meal or at most meals. I eat protein at every meal. I eat slowly and I pay attention to the food that I'm eating. I sit to eat my food versus grazing. I eat mostly nutrient-dense, minimally processed food and a smaller amount of highly processed food. All of those things, if you start abandoning those healthy, hard-earned habits, one, that's not as healthy. And two, you're likely to put weight back on. And so sticking with those habits, those are lifetime habits. Those are not just deficit habits. If you can work to avoid each of those pitfalls, you're going to be golden here. Now, why? one of the things we haven't talked about are the benefits of being in a maintenance phase. Why would you even want to do this? One, it feels really good. After a long time of being in a deficit, Or being in a deficit mindset, it feels really free and easy to live in maintenance. Ideally, this is where we want you to be permanently. Another benefit of maintenance is it gives your body more calories, it gives you more energy. When you're in the gym, it can feel so much better. You can lift more. I'm not saying you can, you might be able to lift more, perform better, you might just feel better versus always being in a deficit. It just feels better in your body. It's where we want you to live. And then of course, there's the obvious benefit of you have more calories for things like social eating. When you go out to dinner, You know, there's room for the roll and the um, potato side dish and a piece of dessert. You can easily fit those things in on maintenance calories whereas in deficit calories, you might need to choose one, maybe two of those or much smaller portions. Of, of several of them. All right, there you have it. That is your maintenance primer. I hope that this has helped. If you have any questions, you want some advice um, about your specific numbers, don't hesitate to reach out. We can chat about um, how you can implement this in your life. Message me. You can message me on Instagram in DMs. You can message me on um, my email, kim at kimschlagfitness.com. Let's talk and I will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here.